Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? This is Marcus, and I'm here with my lovely wife, Shira. And we would like to welcome you to another Black, Married, and Debt Free podcast episode. Shira, how is your day going thus far? It's going good, you know. All my work grind, taking an early lunch. Hanging out with you, it's going good. How about yourself? It's going great. It's going great. Um, like you said, kind of just getting the day started. Uh, we on the West Coast, so, you know, uh, our day starts a little later than most uh, on the East and down South. But, you know, enjoying the day and ready to get into another episode, man. I'm excited. Yes, me too. And we have such an interesting topic um, to discuss. Yeah. Um I found an article, shared it with Marcus, and I was just like, this is really blowing my mind. We need to bring it to our listeners. And so, um, yeah, so this article is from grow.acorns.com, and it's actually about a survey that was released um, by Transamerica Center for Retirement Studies. And in this particular survey, they found that 50% of millennials think they need $300,000 or less to retire in comfort. That was like $300,000. It just doesn't seem like very much. Yeah. We're going to talk about this Shire because I I see this a lot and I was a victim of this. People don't know how much they need to save for retirement. I mean, I don't think we really know. We, we see, numbers thrown out right by just watching the news this person's a billionaire and that person has x amount of billions and this person's a millionaire and we just we start to lose the concept of reality around money like how just how much money is needed because we see people with these inflated numbers and we just what i'm saying is it just fogs up the reality of how much money you need you know what i mean um, if that makes sense, and and I fell victim to that when you just think, oh, you know, a hundred thousand dollars will just be. I mean, if you if we surveyed the average person, uh, probably not any of our listeners who are, you know, uh, a little bit more well versed in finance, but just your average person on the street, how much you think you need to retire? Uh, you know, this wouldn't surprise me that uh, so many people, you know, would probably say a number that is much less than they truly need. So. Yeah, I definitely think that the idea of money and how much you actually need can certainly 
cause brain fog in yes, a lot of people. I think fog. that um, one of the things that I found surprising was the different uh, perspectives based on generations. So like yes. um, looking at the baby boomers, they thought that they would need 750,000. Looking at Gen Z, they thought that they would need 500,000. And then here's the millennials saying that they need 300,000. And then you have, um, yeah. So it was just that they were, they have underestimated what they will need. I think that is a point that we're trying to drive home that anyone who is a millennial who thinks that they only need $300,000 a year to retire on. You're dead wrong. (laughs) <laughs> may be dead wrong, right? And they're grossly, I'm saying this again, you're grossly underestimating what you need in retirement. Yeah, I mean, this episode is about kind of splashing, throwing the cold water on many people's face to kind of wake them up to let them know exactly what retirement and the and the work that needs to go into retirement really looks like. Because I think... For many of us, even those of us who are where we need to be uh, and know, I think some of us get caught up in the debt payoff thing. I know this was me, Shire, speaking personally, that you kind of still lose focus on retirement. You come out of the paying off your debt and you were really in that grind and then you come out of it and you're like, you don't really know until you do research. How much, Okay, now how much do I need to retire now? Like that's a whole nother uh, goal. So, Bashar, just take a couple steps back. Because this is uh, something we want to clarify. Millennials, the age group, just so you know where you're at. We, we named off all these different generations. Let's give them the uh, the year. So millennials, anyone born from 1981 to 1996? Right. So you're 40. Yes. Or you're, you know, if you're at the uh, the beginning of that. So, so 40 to, oh, Lord. Oh, 40 to twenty. 25 okay <laughs> then we have gen x anyone born because we referenced that earlier anyone born from 1965 to 1980 yes and gen z which is after the millennial age is anyone from 1997 to 2012 so i did not say you didn't what reference the, gen z i didn't reference gen z but okay. they were the same as gen x they um estimated that they would need the same amount so okay. They, yeah, they did pretty good. They did pretty good. They did yeah. better than the millennials, which is um, kind of interesting. What is it about? What do you think? Let's pause there, Shai. What do you think it is about millennials that are just kind of like, we we kind of like don't have a great perception of what's needed in retirement? Do you think that there's... We've been through so much. Yeah. You know, I really empathize with millennials because as I know I've said before, we kind of got this bad rap early on that... um Our parents told us that we were special. And then when we got to the workplace, you know, we weren't the hardest workers, um, which actually isn't true. There was another another survey that found that millennials are least likely to take vacation time. Wow. Wow. Um, But anyway, um, so, yeah, so we kind of got that bad rap. And then, you know, we've gone through two recessions. Mm -hmm. Um, Not all millennials, but a lot of millennials have student loan debt. Yeah, Yeah. And so. You know, when I was going through college, people would say, just get a degree in anything Mm -hmm. and you'll get a good job. Doesn't even matter what it is. That was a narrative, too. Yeah, that was a narrative. And now you get the degree and then people say, what do you get your degree in? Oh, that wasn't very smart. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, hold up. 
hold up. Y'all were, y'all were, exactly. You were not saying that at first. So, um, we've had it, uh, difficult. A lot of, you know, overall, I know a lot of millennials are doing well, but we've, we've survived a lot. Okay. And so, um, going through those experiences, I think impacted folks differently. Um, and I think that now, a lot of millennials are saying, I need to get more serious about my finances. I'm going into my 30s. I'm heading into my 40s. Um, but we can clearly see that there is a disconnect between, I guess, financial education levels. Um, yes. But one of the things that this article pointed out that was interesting is um, the survey asked how they came up with their retirement number. Yes. And a lot of people actually admitted to guessing. <laughs> yeah, Shire, it's a funny story, y'all. So for me, after we paid off our debt, you know, my whole goal was like, all right, let's invest to get to a million dollars, right? And 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 I want you guys to really just just do some do do uh do this exercise with me. So close your eyes, right? First of all, not if realize, you're driving. Not if you're driving. <laughs> but realize that one million dollars is a hundred thousand dollars ten times, right? And Close your eyes for a sec. Think of how much you have in your bank right now. Think of how much you have in your investments right now. Now think about how far you have to go to get to a million dollars. That's all I was thinking at that time. Like, man, a million dollars is like a it's a long ways away, right? Because we pay off our debt, we're at zero. All right, time to go, right? And uh, I thought a million dollars, that, that should be plenty. It wasn't. It's mm-hmm. not. For two two people, you know, it's it's just not, and I think a lot of times we're guessing. We're guessing. We're 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 saying, okay, well, this number feels right. Three hundred thousand, five hundred thousand, a million dollars. One some some for some people, one point five. That feels right. But we want to encourage you to f- do the numbers, calculate it. So, Shire, let's let's talk about how to get a good number uh, per this article. Um, yeah. So. Okay, so we'll talk about per the article, and I think that we can definitely add some sprinkles onto it. Yes. Um, one of the things that they point out is that a lot of people will need about 75% of their pre-retirement income in retirement. So that really illustrates the need to know how much money you'll need on a month-to-month basis mm-hmm. or an annual basis. So. You know, if you are retired, maybe your kids are grown and out of the house. If you're lucky, you know, they've been able to get on their feet and uh, maybe you don't have to be a support to them as you were when they were young. Um, Maybe you're able to go into retirement with a paid off home or maybe you have a house payment. So it's really being able to calculate um, what you foresee your expenses being. Right. And once you know that number, that will take you a step closer to figuring out um, how much you'll need in retirement. So they give an example in the article, and it says, um, I'm just going to read it verbatim. It says, the median millennial, who's age 32, earning the median U.S. household income of $68,703, would need to save $1.8 million in order to retire on three-quarters of their income at age 67. So the 
part that I'm not sure of and I would actually need to do the math on and I haven't mm-hmm. done it mm-hmm. is to see if they're using like the 4% rule or right. if they are um, intending to spend that 1.8 million down, down to, to zero. zero. So, yeah. I mean, we could definitely figure that out. And I mean, you can also on your end, but I think the key here is to really start thinking about what your expenses will be in retirement and the type of lifestyle that you want to actually have while you're in retirement. I know there's a segment. um, I'm not sure what network does it, but it talks about people that have retired early or people that have done like really cool things with their, their income. And one couple had, you know, they retired on less than a million dollars, but they decided to sell their home, move into a mobile vehicle and live in a rural area with like no neighbors. So their expenses were extremely low each month. And as far as lifestyle, they decided to have a pretty simple lifestyle. So you have to think about, you know, what type of lifestyle do you want? Do you want your latter years to be filled with travel? Well, travel will cost money. You know, are you (laughs) going to have a mortgage going into retirement? Well, that's a fixed expense, thankfully. Right. Um, But that's probably going to be one of your biggest expenses. How much uh, will your employer cover for your health insurance? Mm -hmm. So that's something to think about. And right now, if you're a millennial, that's you want to take advantage of um, opportunities that your employer might have to begin to learn about your retirement um, and how to plan for it. Yes. Some folks will um, connect you to a financial advisor or uh, the brokerage that manages your employer's um, account. You would have access to someone in there. And so that is extremely helpful. And I try to do that on an annual basis to make sure that I'm on track with my retirement goals. Yes, Shire. And and I, I want to say while you were talking, I was doing some research. I want to say that that number was based on someone depleting their money down to zero because 4% of 1.8 million is 72,000 a year. Uh, and, you know, if you're making based on that calculation, that example, the person was making 68,000 and they were trying to get 75% of that as their annual. Okay. So if they were doing a 4% rule, they'd be making a little bit more. More. Okay. And then the other thing that folks do not think about is the impact of taxes. Because um, you can have, you know, $1 million saved for your retirement, but if it's in a pre-tax account, so say if it's in a 401k, then guess what? You have to pay income taxes on that. Yeah. So it's not, there's, there's so many factors that, you know, you want to consider, but clearly it doesn't have to be overwhelming. Right. And the sooner you start working towards your goal, the better. Yeah. Sure. Well, let's, 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 let's help people out because we have, um, people listening to this of all age groups. Right. I do want to circle back to something that you said earlier about paying off debt and, um, how it impacts your retirement. Mm-hmm. Um, as many of you know, I mean, we paid off six figure debt mm-hmm. um, in 2017. But one of the things that we like to point out to people is that we were able to pay off that debt relatively quickly. So it took us about two and a half years. Mm-hmm. 
But if it would have taken us 10 years to pay off our debt or 15 years to pay off our debt, there's no way in the world that I would have put my retirement contributions on hold for a decade. Right. Shoot, if it would have took three or four years, I don't think that would have been very smart. Yeah. So it really depends on your age. Yeah. Like if you're in your, you know, your young 20s. Um, but I, I want people to be cautious um, and really make an informed decision if they do decide to focus on their debt first and then focus on retirement because when you start to invest there's something called compound interest Mm -hmm. and you can't go back and make up for those years that you missed in the market so I know it feels good it looks great on an Instagram post to say that I'm debt free but you know you have to think about the future not just right now not just the Instagram post and the Ooh. like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you have to think long term. Um, oh, go ahead. Sure. No, I love what you're saying. And let's keep it a thousand with the people. I mean, we, what that did for us, one was not l- l- clicking in our mind fast enough to pay off our debt, but then also not re uh, not investing while paying off debt. While it was a, for a short period of time, what that did was that got us a late start. Yes. And what we're doing now is we're making up, we're trying to make up for that lost time. Right. And while we have a lot more income to do that, we often lament just how much we have to put in the market. You know what I mean? It would be really nice to have some of that as spendable money, right? (laughs) It's awesome that we have the luxury of putting it and investing it. But it's also kind of like, man, I it wish, hurts. It hurts a little bit. It hurts. It it literally hurts. Yeah. And I have to remind myself that I'm not as broke as I think I am. Exactly. Because uh, my a lot of my income is going, you know, to these investment accounts. Because yes. you do feel it. And I think that what we're about to go through in a moment really highlights the fact that the sooner you start, the better. Yeah. Yeah. So let's do it, Shire. Um, this is a this is to help folks in their 20s, 30s, 40s. I think we go up to their 50s, 50s. that are looking to save a million dollars. Now, a mil- you may need it's a highly probable you need more than a million. But there are some folks that just maybe need to be around that. We chose a million because it's a nice round number. Right. 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 And if you can keep your expenses low, I mean, there are people that have done it. So, yes. So. We're going to show you exactly how much you need to uh, put away and invest each month in each generation, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. So let's, let's, yeah, each decade. (laughs) So let's do it here. Shia, would you like to start us off? Yeah. So, um, so we'll start off at age 20. I don't know if we have very many 20 year old listeners, but if you're listening, shout out to to you. Appreciate you. Hey, enjoy your twenties. Okay. So a 20 year old who plans to retire at age 65, this is how much they would need to save each month, um, to reach a million dollars. So if their starting balance is zero, their monthly contribution, uh, would need to be $190 and we're, we're making an annual return assumption of 8%. Yes. Of course, it could be lower. It could be higher. Um, but just for these examples, we've just selected 8%. And so um, if they save 
$90 from age 20 to age 65. Um, they will be at $1,002,163. Man, if y'all could do $190 a month starting now, Shire, how beautiful would it be for us to just be putting away $190 a month? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but I'm going to be honest with you. At 20 years old, $190 was a lot of money. That was a lot of money. It felt like, whoa. You yeah. know, that's that's a lot of money. But yeah, but and, it's a lot less than if you wait. Yep. And Shire, let's do this now because we get this all the time. If I look at the – and we're reading off an Instagram post uh, that we posted a few weeks ago. If I go through the comments, I'm sure I'll see it there. But let's just, just address it now. How are we getting that 8%? Because, you know, people are like, how, where, where do I go? Where do 8%? Yeah, so is this, that a possible? Right. So this 8% is if you are investing um, in the market in an investment account. I guess it doesn't matter. doesn't matter what vehicle. Yeah. But we, we highlight index funds, uh, ETFs also. But me and Shire highlight index funds as our main market investment. Um, and you can do that through a, any vehicle, Roth IRA, uh, your 401k, 401k or just 403b, 457. There you go. Um, but it, but this, this is just the return on your investment. Yes. And we're not saying that this is the location where you need to invest right. the money. Right. It's just wherever you're investing it. If you get an 8% return, yes, this is how it's going to look for you and then the other thing to point out is that from age 20 to 65 that's a 45 year period so most of us don't have 45 years so let's go to age 30 and see okay so a 30 year old who plans to retire at age 65 um, if their starting balance is zero and their monthly contribution is 436 dollars then when they retire at age 65 they would have $1,132. Again, this example assumes an 8% return. Mm -hmm. Could be higher, could be lower. Um, That's just what we selected for this example. So if you look here, this is a 35-year time span. Mm -hmm. And so if you save for 35 years, $436, it'll get you to... One million, and that person I want you guys to see this thirty-year-old person is saving almost yeah, three hundred dollars more. Yeah, you know, two hundred dollars more than the twenty-year-old because they started later. So that's that's something to consider. Okay, Next. so now we're moving on to the forties. So a forty-year-old who plans to retire at age sixty-five, um, if they have a starting balance of zero and their monthly contribution is one thousand fifty-two dollars. Um, by age 65, they will have $1,479. So, again, this is a 25-year um, period of time, mm-hmm. and the contribution has definitely gone up. Significantly. Yes. <laughs> so, yep. Now we're going to 50. So, the 50-year-old is clearly in crunch time. Um, a lot of... Articles and studies have shown that people who are nearing retirement age are not really prepared for retirement. So at age 50, you are really um, playing catch up and doing, you know, the best that you can if you plan to work until 65. So this is a 15 year period. So say you're not 50, you're younger than 50, but you want to retire with a million dollars. 
you know, in 15 years. And you also want to pay close attention to this example. Mm -hmm. So the starting balance is zero. The monthly contribution is $2,890. Um, so after that 15-year window, this individual would have excuse me, $1,050. Right. So some people will say, well, I want to achieve fire. You know, I don't want to work for 20 or 30 years. How, um, how can I reach a million quickly? And so this one considers a 15 year period. Yeah. And, and sure. I want to highlight, I'm trying to remember who said this, but someone I watch said that retirement is less about the, the age and more about the number. Oh, I so, know who said that. We all know who said that. Who said that, Shar? The person that was part of Dave Ramsey, who's no longer employed there. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I, I didn't <laughs> even think about him, but yeah, yeah. Well, well he, I, probably, I mean, he probably said it too. I think he said it. You know, it's <laughs> not an. It's not an. Um, it's not an age. It's the number. Yes, that's what yes. he would say, and that's true. Yeah, that's definitely true. And when you know your number, it really becomes freeing yes you're not walking with a blindfold um through your finances right it's like okay what do i think my expenses will be how much will i need and honestly there are a lot of online um calculators that can help you with this so not only can some folks tap into their employer um uh what do they call them um advisors a financial advisor through their employer yep. sorry i had a brain fart um not only can you do that but you can take it into your own hands go online do some research and do investment calculators yeah. or retirement calculators and run different um simulations they also have fire calculators for those folks that want to um retire early so definitely uh we want to encourage millennials not to guess because right. that's what a lot of I'm folks are doing. Not. It's not just millennials, okay? Um, but, you know, but don't guess, but feel empowered like, okay, there are tools. There are resources. Let me see what I need. And if and say you're not saving enough, then work your way up to it. You yes. know what I'm saying? So if you get, you know, a 3% raise at work, you know, maybe you'll increase your contributions by 1%, mm -hmm. 2%, or just go all the way and give all three, you know? So... It could be something that you work up to over time. Um, yeah. And I just want to say, like, this podcast is, it should be an awakening to some. Because the reality is, is many of us have been putting this off. We don't want to address it. We just think, like, we'll just keep working, you know. But the reality is, is there's going to come a time when you're going to get out of bed to go to work and your body's going to look at you and say, nope, not today, not today. I'm not doing it. You know, so you have to be prepared for when that day comes to just think you're just going to close your eyes and just continue to work. It's it's just you're not being honest with yourself, you know, so this is going you this is going to have to be addressed at some point. So what we're trying to do is. Kind of like I said earlier, throw that water in your face and wake you up and help you say, all right, cool. I got to get focused on this. You know, this is something that I got to I got to start paying attention to, you know, stop guessing. You right. Know I mean? And, you know, honestly, like. Even if you're listening and say you're on track, like it's a high probability that you have friends or you have family members that, you know, are not investing. Right. 
Um, you know that they're not, you know, doing some of the things that, that you're doing. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, there's not a whole lot you can do about yeah, it, but yeah. it's just the reality that not everyone is thinking about their finances. Yes. You know, and a lot of times we want to live in the moment. We want to be able to take trips now. We want to be able to to buy the things that we want. You know, we want... We want prime ringing our doorbell once a week, you mm-hmm. know, but at the end of the day, we do want to take steps to reach financial independence so that work becomes an option. Like if yeah. you want to keep working, by all means, we were watching the news last night and there was a nurse who worked to the age of 98. <sighs> I mean, can you imagine being a nurse until age 98? Um, and, oh, and she still has her driver's license, you know, so for some people, you might choose to work, but it's wonderful to be able to yeah. have it as an option. Yeah. I think I'll be a better worker if it was optional. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like the fact that you're telling me to do this, I got to do this. Like, man, I'm kind of, I ain't feeling that. But. Right. And I, I feel like that's like a whole nother podcast, like right. your mindset towards work. Yeah. You know, and one thing that I like to share is that, you know, I go to work, but I know that I'm investing um, you know, the first hour or two into my investment account, like I'm at work, of mm-hmm. course, they're getting 100%, but I'm working those hours for me. Yeah, I'm going to work, but I'm showing up for me. Yeah. This is going to be for my benefit. You're not just you're not sucking in the gears out of me. I'm I'm doing something good with the income. And so that brings that that helps. Yes, it, it helps yes. to know that. Absolutely, Shire. And then this has been great. Um, while we're here, you know what else helps? You can help. Uh, <laughs> if you want to become a supporter of this podcast, if you enjoy this podcast at all, at all if you've listened to us uh, for any length of time uh, and you want to support us, man, you want to keep this thing going, you can do so by clicking the support link, the support anchor link in the description below. Uh, you can also, uh, if that's too much to ask, we, we understand. But you know what's f- absolutely free? That's rating this podcast five stars and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. Because if you do that, we'll become more visible to the general public. And uh, we really would appreciate that. So do us a huge favor. Do that. Also, uh, if you like to you know, check out any of our affiliates, we have... Uh, in the link below, we would appreciate that. We have black owned apparel, you know, and we have uh, our master class. So we, we, we got stuff for you, you know, we got stuff for you and we hope that you appreciate the podcast. We enjoy doing it. Right. Chai? Right. And we appreciate you. Yes. Like, the support, do. man, the listeners, you all keep us going every single week. Yep. Like we see you. We have a few folks that support us on Patreon and we really appreciate you. You keep us going. So, yeah. Appreciate y'all, man. Uh, Shire, I have nothing And else. the women, too. Yes, you know, I'm sorry. That just gets under my skin. I say guys a lot, y'all. A lot Shire of people do like that. that. A lot so. of people do that. Yeah, yeah. the guys, for me, is just a generic, like, people. But, you know, mm. I, I, I'll try. I'll, I'll work on that. <laughs> <laughs> but, all right. That's all I have, Shire. Anything else? Yeah, this has been a good one. Yep. So, till next time, this is Marcus, and I'm here with my lovely wife. Shira. And we're going to holler at y'all later. Bye. Peace.